Can you do one thing for me? Can you just hope that we make it right? I'm not afraid to fight if that's what it takes, but it has to be for a purpose. It has to matter to you. You don't get to ask that. I just did. Nope. Cannot. 28 years of slogging through blood and shit oh, and towering disappointment story. has buried me it. here likely forever, and I am not gonna die waiting on a savior. But you're really insistent that we have to die. Because this close is where we always end up. It's where we all fold. This close. Change is too scary, even for the people who fight for it. My name is Jim Scampoli from the Free Life Army. We are marauders. We are God's men. What is your name, sir? Names are sacred, shitto, but I will tell you I'm part of the PDC, the Planetary Defense Coalition, and I've not come here to fight, but I am armed, and I will respond as greeted. Yes, the Nevers, huh? Throwing you through yes. for a loop. <laughs> Welcome to our discussion of episode six of the Nevers. It is called True, the episode. Ah, get it? True. It is uh, written by Jane Espenson and directed by Zetna Fuentes. Um, and yeah, we're talking about this one separately because I think it's worth it, but also because there's a mid-season break, in case you hadn't heard, and we don't know when the show's coming back. So this is a, a, a hell of a place to leave it where, well, they just, like, the, the first few seconds you think you're watching a different show, and, and yeah. I mean, that's intentional, obviously, uh, but yeah, what's your uh, first initial take on that, Jim? Well, I mean, before that, I, it, it's it's interesting to think that this was not planned to be like, like they didn't plan that this would be this episode would happen and there'd be a break. It was kind of like, no, this is how our because I think it was supposed to be ten episodes or something like that, and they're like, all right, here, and then in episode six, we're gonna you know fuck everyone up a little bit and we're gonna keep going. It is like now it makes sense. We talked about how. Uh, they said that they found that episode six feels like a natural break. It does feel like a like a finale in a lot of ways, like a season finale, because it leaves you like it answers a bunch of questions, but leaves you with new ones and makes you look at the previous five episodes you just watched in a whole different light. So yeah. I like it all around, but I just kind of wish it'd be so much. It'd be so much cooler if this aired, and then it's like shit. We got like a few more left to go too. Like they're they're like zinging and zanging um yeah but otherwise for some reason and i could be wrong not to like sidestep your question but i was like i wonder if jacob's gonna knock not not like this i feel <laughs> uh yeah you're c correct <laughs> yes no i i guess we've been doing what made this you think that <laughs> i don't know we've been doing this long enough where i was like i don't know jacob doesn't really get into stuff like this and and we're not the first people to bring it up or i'm not the first person to bring this up um but this is very Dollhouse Epitaph 1, like, in a lot of ways. I don't know if you remember that episode. I don't remember a lot no. of the specifics, but, like, the season finale of Dollhouse did a similar thing where all of a sudden we're in the future. But And also, mm. like, with Dollhouse, since, what, couldn't you, like, put people's consciousness in other bodies or whatever? Like, yeah, yeah. a lot of the characters we had known were now different people and shit like that. And I think Felicia Day was there, and it was, like, this weird peek into the future. So... This reminded me of that immediately just when it opened up with that. And I did do the whole, like, second take. Like, is this the right... Am I watching the right show? Um, but on the initial watch, 
I'm just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I get, that's also by design. And I didn't rewatch yeah. the whole episode again, but I rewatched that first chapter. And I, I, I liked it a lot more. I, I, I'm on board. I like what they're doing. What about you? Yeah, I can I can imagine it working better the second time around. Uh, I mean, I don't hate it, but you're kind of more or less correct in your assessment that not entirely my cup of tea. And not because I, you know, dislike being confused. And uh, I, like, maybe I, I, I sound defensive to even my own ears, but not I get it. Okay, I get it. It's not too confusing for me. I just wish, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to talk about it. I w- I really wish that this wasn't a break happening because if yeah. there was another episode next week, I'd be like, all right, great, cool. Now we know a little bit more of the backstory and we have a whole bunch of new questions. But I'm like, there's way more new questions than there are answers to old ones. I feel like that anyway, even if that's not accurate. Yeah. Um, are you shaking your head? I, kinda, uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. There are new questions, but I think they... As far as an arc, I feel like this this does feel like a season arc. But I do agree yeah. with you. Like I was saying, I do I would like this better um if it if they did if we just had maybe the 10 episodes they originally planned and we went through that story because you could almost say the same thing in what episode 3 when Mary gets killed. It, if they're almost like here's a mini series and we're going to maybe check it we're going to check in like almost you know uk style with like these three long episodes and then maybe we'll check back in a year like sherlock or something if it ended when mary got shot and it's like oh no who did it blah blah blah. you could almost argue the same idea of like this is a story point we can end on um yeah but no i agree with you i do wish that we had more episodes and i think that is what the design was i think at least that's that was joss whedon's design was that this is just another piece of the puzzle and we're still going here. But, you know, between his thing and then the pandemic, they it just worked out that this worked yeah, as a finale. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't, like, hate it. I just felt like for... And it, it wasn't designed to be a finale or a mid-season finale or anything, like you're saying, but it, it felt for an episode like that, we spent a lot of time of it not going forward uh like yeah there's a lot of world building in here in the first chapter like the first 30 minutes and i think this is fine and i think it makes sense for what they're doing um it's just kind of you know how joss whedon in or in any joss whedon show there's this thing where the basically buffy speak there's loads of slang incorporated into the dialogue and that is like turned up to 11 because they got to fit as much of that into 30 minutes as possible and it feels like they are basically trying to do this thing that they're they are good at establishing like a crew of characters and so on but it's just too much to jam into 30 minutes for me to what am i supposed to care about the guy with the Roomba or whatever where yeah. i have no idea what's going on even from the start um so i would like, argue though i'm sorry finish your thought uh, i shouldn't interrupt you well that was pretty much okay. it like i i know that we're we're obviously honed in on stripe and like chapter one stripe it's that's the character we're with but uh just for my personal taste they could have maybe scaled it back a little bit with the amount of characters because i don't have time to get attached because you've taken the whole of the world that we're in and sort of thrown it out the window and maybe honing it in a little bit more and trying to because because they're just mentioning these things in passing and i get what they're doing they're you know they don't want to do a huge info dump, so they try to make it more of a mystery or things are just mentioned in passing and gradually developed. But it was just too much packed into 
30 minutes like when stripe throws up and has these blue shining balls and all these little details where i'm like how is any of this relevant to the character of stripe and who they are and how they how them going into the body of uh malia true is uh, makes things different etc but anyway sorry what were you gonna say well no no um a few points here uh it's what you're saying backtrack a little bit to what you're saying before yeah i Mm. I was thinking you wouldn't like it, but not again. Nothing to do with you not getting it. I would know that you would get <laughs> it, and it's not as because it's not as sinful as some of the choices that a show that we did, both ended up not liking, but you disliked first, Mr. Robot. It's yeah. a, it's a similar choice. I think it's a better choice than a show like Mr. Robot would have made. But I feel like because Mr. Robot would try to go for like things like this and would not be as successful. Um, yeah. So it reminded me of that. And that's why I was thinking you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't like it. Um, the other side of it, I would argue that it's made uh, like, I get what you're saying. You know what they're doing. They're not doing an info dump. They're just like a slang and stuff like that. But as someone who's from, you know, uh, Sweden or living in Ireland and has traveled to the United States, when you first drop down in the United States in 30 minutes, you're 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 getting that massive info dump in the same way. We're slinging and slanging, throwing out slang. I'm referencing yeah. fast food restaurants you have no idea about. Uh the the thing about the um like the glaciers or whatever and the possuming, I do agree with you. Because it confused me at first where I was like, what, is this a piece of the spores? Like, because it looks like that. It's just a blue, shiny thing. I thought it was somehow yeah. related to whatever the the galanthi like or the something like that initially. The thing in the in the roof, in, well, in in the underground, right? Yeah. Like the galanthi's in or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that threw me for a loop at first. And again, I think it's because when I rewatched it, I appreciated it a lot more. Because yeah, I was kind of... I was more on board, and I was, like, loving the... Um, you know, the the hints at the PDC versus the free life. And I was thinking how like a lesser show or usually with something like this, they would do a take on the um, old timey like Nickelodeon, uh, like theater Nickelodeon, not the channel, like uh, old timey theater war uh, videos. I was thinking like yeah. a lesser version of this would be like, here we are, the PDC fighting the free life. And like usually that's how they would get all this information to us of like, and don't give our names because they're so sacred. Now, don't get me wrong. When I first watched it, most of this stuff I was not picking up at all. I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> fiend, yeah. get yeah. on some fiend, you druggie. Yeah. And I think that uh, like... I think I'll enjoy it more on the rewatch, just as you were saying. And I think that will probably be true for most people because you're like, I get what they're trying to do and like we'll start to pick up these things. But at the same time, I could be wrong, but I feel like in the rest of season one, these other characters from the future are not going to be important. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it's oh. kind of part of Stripe's background or whatever, but it's a lot... I'm saying they're not doing an info dump, but they're kind of doing like a care about this and this and this dump. And I don't have the baseline of understanding what's happening enough to care about even like the basics, if that makes well, sense. Well, I do feel like, uh, well, to go back to the other point you were making, I don't feel like we're supposed to care about any of the other characters besides Knitter. And I feel like they do. I think they're fairly successful. Um, I mean, it's a standard story of like, you know, Stripe was the grizzled. I have no more hope. And then knitters yeah, the yeah. you know and but then they kind of switch places by the end and it's almost like 
um, Stripe's biggest sin is she infected Knitter with her fucking shit attitude in a lot of ways, where she dies with no hope. And that's almost (laughs) like one of the worst things you could do to someone. Uh, but I do feel like that char- those two characters um, work. Uh, but you're right. I mean, the other ones, it's hard to care about when they get shot or whatever. And I mean, obviously, they do hint that, you know, you weren't the only one to catch a ride. So clearly, like, that free life guy or someone like that is also in the past. So I think the PDC and the free life, I think we will get more yeah, uh, yeah. information about. Uh, and I guess the other thing that did throw me for a loop at initially was I didn't realize, like, because they talk about her pit Sid. Um, I just thought it was the same power that Amalia has. I didn't realize it was, like, more specifically flashbacks, I guess. And See, I don't know what that is. I haven't rewatched it. I don't yeah. remember that bit. So you tell me, Jim. Well, it's more so because... <laughs> it's also, like, that the spores in the future do a different thing, too. I just feel like a lot of this... Like, even the Galanthi, for example, even in the future, the Galanthi are a mystery. So, yeah, yeah. we know in the future, whatever, they've appeared, etc. But at the same time... this And there were spores then that made people, like, empath- empathic or whatever. But, like... The spores don't do the same thing, and the Galanthes, their motives are still mysterious, and it sort of tore the world apart deciding what they wanted. But, like, and then we're back in the past, and we're still like, oh, they don't even know in the future that we just got a peek at. They don't know the answers to any of these questions, and shit's different now, and we have yeah. superpowers. So even when it, it's not even explained, like, yeah, it activates your genetics and gives you a weird mutation. No, spores do different things in the future. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, because. <laughs> I, I'm sure this yeah. will all work out, but it's just like, as far as, uh, I I don't know. I don't know, Jim. Well, at least from what I gleaned from it, because again, yeah, they're just, they're not outright explaining everything. They're dropping you into the world and you're tra- trying to pick it up from context. Is that, yeah, it's more a specific, like, it's more specific, like, empath power that you're getting in the future. Whereas in the past, yeah, you're getting these random superpowers that seem to be tied into your psyche though like they're tied into who you are now again why that is the case that's what we'll 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 have to see but what was throwing me off initially is because yeah stripe is having these flashes and i'm like oh you know that's amalia that's that's her power but i didn't realize that those are more those are like specifically flashbacks kind of and I don't know if it has to do with like her PTSD or I mean they call it Pitsid, which I guess is kind of similar. I guess that's PTSD probably. Um, and you know they 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 keep covering how she's like a, an addict to a point, like always going for drugs and shit. And that kind of is flipped on its head when she's Amalia. It's like tied to that is her power now in the past is she could see glimpses of the future instead of glimpses of the past. Um, I mean, and that's kind of just when she's with Knitter and they're kind of go like just doing their speak back and forth as they're talking about what's going on. But that's what threw me off initially because then they're talking about Spored and I'm like, oh, I know what the spores are, but are they telling me right now Stripe is not Spored? Because it seems like she has powers when no, it's just more her trauma, which again. And is it the blue thing in her that she ate? Did that give her the powers? Yeah, no, that's exactly. the thing that made her possum. Yeah, obviously, Jacob. Yeah, no, true. Well, <laughs> it's and just a bit a lot. Like, I, I'm actually like on board with a lot of it. I just really want to recommend this show to people. Like, I really yeah. enjoy the Devers, and I'm like, 
fuck, this is going to put people off. It's not going to get people to go like, fuck, I can't wait to wait six months for the next episode of this. They're going to go like, what was that? I'm yeah. shutting it off. Uh, <laughs> That's what weird. I think. And I, I, I'm happy to rewatch it. Like, And I will enjoy it more on the second watch, I think, But just as you did. Uh, but I honestly think it will put people off at this point. But at the same time, I would... Uh, I kind of uh, I, I like it better in a mid-season. Like if they did a full season of a show, and then at the end of the season they're like, "We're gonna do something different now." Fuck you! Uh, and like it's all sci-fi next season. This season was fantasy, and uh, I don't know. That feels like sort of throwing things up in the air and changing it just for the sake of changing it. Whereas this has very obviously always been part of the plan of what the story of the Nevers is, as we gradually find out more of the world. So I just think it's a unfortunate timing to cut it off here and. And as I said, I really want to recommend it to people. I don't know. How do you think the average well, viewer will I guess appreciate this? I guess you're right. The average viewer might be frustrated with this. I feel like this is this is like uh, chef's kiss for the Reddit crowd because <laughs> this is like great stuff that people love to dissect and get into. Because I mean, and, and I'm I'm kind of half I'm half both. Like I don't love yeah, yeah. love being like so meticulous on reddit like taking screen grabs and trying to pull stuff out but when i'm re-watching i'm making a notes of like okay we got two boots we got a knitter we got a biner and a crescent and like you yes. realize those aren't their names though and like stripe is just like a, or um is it stripe yeah no yeah stripe is kind of like a position or a class i guess this is for the mass mm -hmm. effect fans are you gonna be a stripe are you gonna be a crescent who knows <laughs> uh and you know because it's like oh they have two boots that's weird and also they hint at like the the ai like obviously the free life they hate the they don't like artificial intelligence and i just like the idea that the hint is more so i took it more so that like these people it's not so much they're arguing over like if the uh like it wasn't even that deep where the argument was over or the galanthi good or not because it's almost clear that they're good because they're like fixing the environment and stuff it's more so that they were like aliens <laughs> i don't give a fuck if they're helping us or not get the fuck yeah. out of here we're humans <laughs> we're human blood this is like like you know this is an uh, aberration against god or whatever um i don't know I, going back through it i i'm digging all this stuff they're doing and the way they're doling it out and jacob you're not even taking into account that all of this could just be a sim because they did talk about <laughs> sims and oh, they had don't. those artifacts and antiques. And I mean, I know it's she makes a, the joke of like, is this a sim? And then she realized it's not. But it's always in the back of your head. Maybe this is a sim. Yeah, but I hate that bullshit. <laughs> I hate that Westworld. Like, it was all on the moon. It's yeah. all like, oh, we're in a simulation uh, and a flashback and all this nonsense. Like, fuck that. <laughs> Just give me a good story. Uh, like, don't try to trick me all the time. And, like, uh, again, there's this episode. Super ambitious. I I really appreciate the ambition. And I, I am absolutely not looking down on the average viewer. In fact, I think any show should appeal to someone just on a base level watching it casually and then any complexity should really be beyond that you know whereas the interpersonal drama of you know obviously we've talked about every episode of the sopranos uh fantastic show check out our discussions that shows what you know.com or cut to black a soprano sit down but like any episode of the sopranos the human interaction and drama that's going on on screen is 
like engaging enough and understandable enough that you can sort of hook into it and and be on board with it and then on top of that there's the complexity of like uh, themes and emotion and you know psyche what to like you know you can watch uh you can watch uh, a, a dream sequence in the sopranos from tony soprano and go ha that's hilarious or you can sit for hours and think about what it might mean like it has layers to it and i'm not saying necessarily that the nevers isn't doing this but i just feel like with an episode like this uh they're it's it's kind of the larger issue with the nevers that the people who are making the show are so into the story and the show that they get caught up in it and they forget that we're not on that level yet i mean mm. you kind of hear it in the features they put at the end of the episodes where they chat about like how this is a big revelation because of this and that or they talk about like in this episode we find out this and that where they haven't always brought the viewer all the way with them on just like the basics of getting attached to the characters and, and what's going on uh my rant there kind of went in a few different directions uh so i'm not sure what point i'm trying to make anymore but well yeah does any I, of that make sense no it does but also and I don't disagree with what you're saying, but at, uh, at a certain extent, you could also like you could have been saying that same thing after watching the first episode and been like, you know, I want to see the I just want to see fleshed out, interesting characters and building drama between them. I don't need someone with superpowers or I don't need a spaceship <laughs> to come and drop sp like I get it. But like yeah, they're yeah. doing that because uh, in comparison to something like the Sopranos, like in the Sopranos, they didn't have a spaceship come in the first episode uh to let you the know the only way the show could have been improved yeah. really <laughs> or you know someone could even be with the sopranos and be like look i want to see a dad dealing with anxiety and depression but like it going up against his masculinity and mindset of of how he grew up without having guns and people getting whacked or whatever you know um i do think you're still right though because this is quite a lot for six hours like for six hours we've been saying this i get the common thing of all of our discussions is like Wow, we're getting a lot. But in a way, we should be like, wow, we're getting a lot. But <laughs> like, like yeah, there's two yeah. ways to look at that. Um, and, yeah, I, and I think you and I have kind of flip flop, like not flip flop, but like that we're on different sides of it discussing different episodes, right? Yeah. Uh, of like the pace of it. Because what I'm saying is not just about like, now we're in space. So like, I don't like it. It's more this episode is the extreme version of that where we're yeah. not like they're maybe moving too fast or too slow or the pace is a bit whatever. But you're right. We should be like, this is great. So much stuff happening. Uh, but yeah, some of the basics maybe not super established. It is because you're right. I think it's, a, I, and I think it's a, uh, well-reasoned um, or well-thought, like, I guess I don't want to say complaint's not the right word, but I guess criticism, especially if you're concerned, like you're saying, like getting an audience behind this show, because, yeah. you know, that's coming from a place of, because you want to see more. Like, at the very least, you're yeah. enjoying it on a base level, and you want to see more, and you're right, this could throw people for a loop, and then we don't really have a necessary uh, like premiere date for the second half of the season. And yeah, do people want to wait around if they're already kind of frustrated and annoyed? Um, it's weird. Cause I, I appreciate that. Like for all take out the faults of the end of game of Thrones and how people hate it now, but when they initially loved it, it's obviously a great show, but it's a little annoying that at the beginning it's, I don't want to say they're ashamed of being like a, magic and dragon show but in a little bit they are uh or even something like westworld westworld is almost it's not quite ashamed of being a sci-fi show but it kind of is because it feels like it has to be this elevated 
like peak TV, but they're almost trying too hard for that. And that's bringing its faults. And I feel like this show is just embracing the genre aspect immediately. And it's also kind of trusting the audience. Like it takes a, takes a shitload of trust to like dole out the story the way they have. And I mean, we were getting, well, I know I was getting frustrated in the last episode discussion where, like the way they were talking about the Galanthi and these things. I mean, I was purposely kept out of some of these conversations and I was like, why does Penance know what's going on? Why does the doctor seem to understand? And it's like, okay, they've answered that question, but you, you're right. I could totally see other people being like, fuck this. I'm not, I don't have time for this shit. And they just turn it off. And then that means we don't get new episodes, you know? Yeah, and I think for the interests of having a dynamic discussion, I've come off as more negative than I actually am because, yeah. like, just scrubbing through the episode, like, there's a lot of shit in here that's really, like, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, if we, I didn't, it's not even that I disliked the first 30 minutes. It's just that I need to rewatch it because they didn't, like, I didn't have enough to grab onto what was happening. And as we said, that's by intent. But if we go forward and we see, like, Molly, Molly in the past, uh, great performance as the character is completely shifted into something else and just the the mundane life of this uh, baker and what led up to her jumping in the, uh, the river as we saw in the very first episode uh, and just all of it is we're back to actually establishing basics this is kind of I guess Molly's dead now so it doesn't matter that much like or Molly's yeah. in the future going like what the fuck with a huge gun <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I still am like we're getting more of what I've complained about like we're getting more of the basics of how to care about the characters because we're getting these blanks filled in and now we're going to move forward again from that as well so it is obviously it's not just confusing us this episode. It's also filling in the blanks and answering questions, as you were saying at the start of the episode. Well, because there's definitely thoughts I had of like, hmm, is there a different way to, you know, give us these revelations like with the future and stuff and how, like, is it too jarring to have that be like episode one ends and then all of a sudden episode two begins with this chapter one? Maybe it is. I don't know. It's It's hard to say. Um, uh, I get like initially. Do, I feel like if if they did that, it feels like they would have to go back and forth almost every episode, right? Yeah, you're if right. Episode two was in the future. Yeah, no, I think you're but right. Sorry, what were you saying? No, because uh, I'm just kind of throwing things out there, anyways, like throwing out ideas. Because I was just I was thinking as I was watching it and even rewatching it, like, is it the best choice? I guess to to go five episodes and then do this, or is there a way to do this earlier? Um. I don't know. I mean, who's to say? Uh, and going back to like the the mall the uh, the Molly stuff, I skimmed through that a little bit. I didn't watch the whole thing, but even like in the beginning, when um, you know she's still kind of young and <laughs> full of like life and has a crush on this guy, but of course we have this creeper, uh, like neighbor Baker or whatever he does. When they first like hint when her boss is like, oh, yeah, make sure you bring these deliveries down by the docks. And and then the way they have the montage of like she keeps doing the deliveries, keeps going the left, going through the left. I love all that. And it's so weird that like to think about like how this person, they're so close to the place they're going to die in the future. Uh it's I don't know the visually it's great uh like the kind of the dread that it builds is great and 
you know, seeing it now, I guess, because I already am a big fan of Amalia, it does make it more tragic, even though it's not her anymore, but it is. So I don't know. It's hard to like put it into words, but I just like the way all that plays out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like going, getting to see the madhouse that she ends up with and obviously Malady, where it would have been really kind of annoying if they just left that as like in episode two yeah we're we're kind of expected to do a lot as well where we're like holy shit this is already happening in episode two that we have like the joker essentially making you choose between between the future and the past and again we didn't really even know these characters names at that point (laughs) and then uh going back and just re-establishing it now makes sense to me too and it's uh great to see the sort of betrayal that she does and it also makes a lot more sense like a lot of the stuff, like you're saying, the, it's for the Reddit cl- crowd, but it's uh, for anyone who's paying attention. Really, that like it makes sense that um, that Amalia or Zephyr, uh, whatever, does didn't remember Malady as much because her she, her name was Sarah. She looked a bit different, but also yeah. she di- didn't even think the world was real for the first part of that. So it makes a lot more sense than before, right? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Um, and I mean, it was kind of clear yeah. to me that it, like she was going to have a play she she basically plays a huge part in her like villain origin story um so i you know i did like that reveal and how that plays out as well but uh so one of the questions that sort of remains unanswered is when she arrives in the past they keep talking about how something bad will happen seemingly soon and i'm unclear on if that is part of the sort of original timeline or whatever did these uh galanthi arrive sooner or did something bad happen are they talking about world war one what are they talking about because they keep talking about how someone was sent back to prepare people right and she's like oh it shouldn't have been me it should have been someone else but it doesn't really say to prepare for what does something bad happen like in the original timeline before we get to present day um, or what is going on there? It's hard to say because I think from what I was reading um, from the actress that plays um, Amalia, I think she said that because someone asked her like, well, when is this future that we're seeing? And she's saying, well, it's been communicated to me that it's roughly like a hundred years in the future from like present day. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, like, we're now she's now like 200 years in the past what is the what is the play here to change things or make things better or is it the old like uh with you know you can't change the future we actually just made our thing happen who 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 knows who knows i don't know yeah i i was a bit unsure like obviously all of that may go out the window anyway because in the other timeline God, I hate I hate when we get into this. Yeah. Like it just reminds me of discussing many other TV shows, but uh but I, I think they're doing it well so far. But if we assume that there's an original timeline, uh they didn't go back in time in that one, it seems like. Yeah. Because she came back and someone else hitched a ride and the Galanthi is there. So like some something's gonna be different. But she they keep still in this episode talking like they know more than we do about there's something bad about to happen. And that's a bit confusing because sort of 
in the future and in the feature at the end they sort of talk about how the planet's been destroyed by humanity basically which we know doesn't happen completely at least for another five or so years from the time of us recording this podcast yeah so <laughs> so essentially she's not going to have anything to do if she's that far back in time unless she's talking about something else happening too and just having maybe she had a flash forward or something it just feels like there's another piece missing of like wait why do they have to prepare what are they preparing for because she keeps talking about how they need to be prepped and is that really just about the touched i don't think it's really about the touch just sort of protecting themselves and you know protecting the galanthi or whatever because they keep referencing it as if there's something else there but i just wanted to check that i didn't miss something there because obviously it's hard to keep uh, track of well, everything i mean i guess because the like ex extreme version of this is like you know, what if all of a sudden we are zipping through time? <laughs> like, what yeah, if this... Because yeah. we still... I guess technically, do we even really know with the Nevers? Like, do you think there's going to be a deeper understanding of that title as things get unfolded? Or is it just the Nevers because it's like people that would never have power or something like that, you know? Uh, that's a good question, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I swear I read something about why it was called the Nevers, like, early on reasoning. Uh, they themselves are not called the Nevers in the show. It's a phrase meant to evoke a sort of reaction to their oddity, yeah. to what is considered unnatural. And, but then it might be like, yeah, we're the Nevers core. We travel through time. Like, I wouldn't put it past them to do that, but I would guess that... Uh, that it's not that it's going to be more of a, a theme thing rather than a direct connection to what's happening. Yeah, and I mean, but at like a certain point in the like the, I guess the closest to a uh, uh, you know coming up on the Nevers when she has her her flashes, and mm. we see Myrtle like in space. I mean, I don't know if we literally she's going to be end up being in space like that, but you never know, dude. She could just be up in space, bro. Yeah, this is kind of the bit where besides the start like i really like the middle of this episode uh the the start i didn't necessarily dislike it was just confusing uh to of course as intended but like when she goes and talks to the galanthi we've been building this up for episodes and episodes and again i'm not saying it's necessarily bad but it's just yeah. not getting another episode after this i'm like oh i'm expected to go back and screen cap all of these flash forwards that she has and try to figure out what any of it means because it means nothing on the surface like like Myrtle is wearing some dress and whatever and the obvious interpretation is that she's speaking as the Galanthi because she's practically been doing that previously yeah. and and even then when Myrtle as the Galanthi is saying like oh uh, <laughs> oh you're gonna have to forget I'm like oh great so another season where they we, we remove whatever they already know and go back and like do make things more mysterious than is necessary I assume like I would like it better if it's what you say and they're actually in space and in the future they're like <laughs> yeah oh god damn we're a long way for that little cave but I think that's uh the Glanthi going like oh you don't you should be forgetting this right now because I need you to you know, be my pawn and or do this and that because that's how I I'm fucking Doctor Strange over here and I know how this is gonna play out right. Uh, I'm just not super into it because it, the build up, like it is a good scene when she's slapping the thing and and what yeah. have you and it's expressing her emotion. But as far as us learning more, we learn more at the start of the episode and then at the end, all of that is like fucking get ready for trying to figure out what this means and who's tagged along for a ride, etc. Uh, etc. Et yeah, and also, like, I, I kind of liked all that because it gets you all, 
Like, because clearly, I mean, whether we have issues or not, because I, I don't think anything you've brought up um, is like a crazy cr- uh, critique or, you know, something to be a little worrisome about on, on where they're going with it. But I, I think it's clear, you know, we're like excitedly going back and forth about what's going on. So I yeah. think they've succeeded in that respect. And that's kind of what this is, just another little like... Another little taste to see where things might be going. I guess the part that I didn't like is then it just seems like after this happens, she just like gets up and leaves. I mean, I guess it explodes. So I mean, I, is it gone or something? Like I, I, I don't know. I, I, no, it doesn't. It, that's also part of the vision. Oh, that's so the it vision. Hasn't exploded yet? So she just kind of yeah. gets up and like leaves, and what the Galanthi's just still there. Like that's what I was a little like. All right, that's it. <laughs> like, well, are you gonna like? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's still just there. Shouldn't she be riding (laughs) out on a fucking alien elephant horse with... (laughs) <laughs> with like a zebra tail or whatever the fuck it was that we saw in that no, video that hasn't happened yet it hasn't none of this is happening yet that's the thing but she keeps she gets attacked by all these cy- cyborgs that's right and she gets yeah. help from that lady who touches the elevator and makes it go up that's kind of a cool moment yeah we've had that sort of established from earlier but yeah then she just kind of beats someone up and wanders out and augustus is there and sends a bunch of crows at someone does something useful for finally cool. yes yeah that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's it. And then we end the episode. She is she tells uh, Penance her real name, which, you know, is, is cool. But I feel like that would actually have an emotional impact if I knew or cared what happened. Like, why they don't tell people their names or whatever. Like, I get mm. that it's significant, but it's just as far as... That's kind. Of, there's a lot of cool stuff in this episode. Well, but it's I mean, just not season finale stuff. You if know? you're getting into that, though, this episode has the slash fic like going crazy because everyone wants Amalia and Penance to be together, and Amalia does call her her heart when she's kind of ranting at the Galanthi, and she does whether you know it or not, whether you know like all the specifics or not, she does specifically say that she was married, like you know what they're they're Polly in the future, so she had two husbands or wives or whatever it was and she never even told them her name but she tells penance yeah. her name so it's very special like you, i get it, it it's i i don't know i guess it kind of does get an emotional reaction from me but mm-hmm. yeah you're if, if a little bit if there was a little bit more backstory to it or a little bit more better understanding it would probably hit harder but at the very least we know that you know uh they're gonna be having sex together so <laughs> that's great well yeah i I suppose that is a good thing yeah no we're all on board with that um (laughs) um yeah and then the episode just kind of ends um which is cool um and i'd be really excited to watch another one really soon it's just well (laughs) i i don't think there's enough like some of the plot points in this aren't hit hard enough for me to remember them in six months or whenever the rest of season one comes out unless i go back and rewatch uh well, I, I don't know. Like it... I feel like the whole stri- uh, stripe thing and like the, the revelations yeah. here, they're going to remember that. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's that's episode. Well, but also, I just really wish we had another episode next week. We I'm get her so name. We don't. And then what? The Zephyr basically flies out. Because remember, I was like, what is the stupid? What was the handle? What was the balloon that was coming out of that that uh, car or whatever? Because then that just like flies by, right? That's the, we finally get the reveal on that. There's a reveal there. Yeah, doesn't it? I don't mean, we finally see it like float by in the sky or whatever? 
Yeah, and she says fucking prototype. Yes, it, that's ends. what it is. I mean, well, because there's I mean, no reveal there. It's just like her being annoyed that it escaped, right? But I mean, it's it it's a thread. It's it's, a, it's so much a thread <laughs> that in the previously on the Nevers they show that part. <laughs> yes, I, I remember that. <laughs> the most important bit. <laughs> and, and you know how? Um, and, and I guess another sign. You know how like dumb I am, and it, it's a sign that this show works. Is what I found myself throughout this week. Sometimes if I'm just hanging out, like watching a show or like working and being a little bored, uh, I'm doing Amalia's finger thing. I'm just doing this shit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hell yeah. This show's got me, dude. I'm touched. It was a really cool thing um, to have Stripe in the future do that because it's such a quick thing to get us more engaged in what's happening and have us think, oh, I bet she goes back and becomes Amalia. And we think we're smart for thinking that when we see her like doing the same thing. Um or at least that's that was my experience. yeah no of course and uh, that's the one thing I do like about this is that these things are reveals but it's not tr- I, I, it's hard to describe it's not treated as this crazy thing like I think the show understands that if you were paying attention you probably picked up some of this stuff like the, yeah. I don't think the show is trying to like even how last week we were talking about how on Reddit people are like oh it was an alien spaceship and Amalia is an alien. Like I don't. There are sometimes when shows do that or movies do this, and it's treated as this as this revelation. When you're like, "What the fuck are you talking about? We already knew this." This show has yeah. done that with other things, but I don't think it really did that with this. It was always clear that something's up, um, and it. I don't know. It, it was more. It just felt, and maybe it's just because I enjoyed it that I'm giving it this leeway. But it just felt more like, "Oh, here's the logical conclusion." rather than some sort of thing that didn't work. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. Um, Yeah, and I definitely feel more positive on this particular episode. I was already, like, still hyped for the show. Um, But again, I will just keep lamenting that we do not know when the rest of season one is coming out. And I do... The reservations I've presented are a lot to do with, like, the show hasn't picked up that much momentum. Just from what I can tell, viewership-wise, I might be completely wrong. Uh, But just from what I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of negative reviews um, when looking into it. Like, one of them titled, It takes an ego of gargantuan proportions to waste big money on something as awful as the Nevers. Which is just a fucking... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's just an asshole uh, uh, (laughs) review, really. Uh, (laughs) The review started... I I just wanted to take a clip here, like... uh, it's clear that they are have it in for this show from the start because mm. it's made by Joss Whedon, which, you know, I guess is fair enough, but I feel like you shouldn't be bringing your bias into your reviews in that way. But just with that in mind and ev- all of these things, I'm like, shit, this is, again, not talking down to the average viewer, but just saying it's not necessarily going to have everyone on board. It's going to have certain people on board, but probably not enough people for them to keep making this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope so. I hope they get to because there are weird shows that because again, I guess we're we're basing this more off of like anecdotal, uh, yeah. at least in our bubbles. But it still feels like it's it, it's not like a huge hit at least right out the gate. But there are a lot of weird shows that uh like I'll hear vaguely about and then I'll hear about it years later. I'm like that show's on episode season six. So I mean, hopefully it can scrimp by. It does just feel. 
like there's baggage. We've mentioned it, like discussing it with Joss Whedon and stuff like that. So I don't know. They might just want to just cut it. But hopefully, I mean, it's got a strong female cast. It's got a diverse cast. They got a diverse writer's room and directors, as we've mentioned, kind of going through. So hopefully, like stuff like that matters, and there is enough of a fan base that they they give it a shot and they keep it going. So, yeah, uh, another review that I just randomly look ended up at is basically throwing some some of the same things I've been saying, but in more of a complaining way, and says that you know there's plenty of equally complex shows that still manage to be reasonably clear. Uh, but the strengths of the Nevers far outweigh its weaknesses. And that's how I feel as well, that yeah. the, the positives of the show are still like enormously better. And to quote this review, I'd rather watch an ambitious show that swings for the fences and falls short than uh, one that opts to play it safe. Uh, I, I guess I'm like 50-50 on that because I'm sometimes like, just tell a good story. Like, let's mm. not... Because because I've seen it fail so many times, that's why I'm so uh, hesitant on when shows start getting more, quote, ambitious because uh, we end up with Mr. Robot and Westworld, which, again, things may seem great at the start and then they get increasingly uh, driven into the ground. But with the Nevers, the strengths are so great and I have such trust in the people making it that, you know, I, I, I think it... Um, yeah, I think it's good. Well, I think it's a good show. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, that. I, if, I, if I did have one caveat, though, is I do... I am a little bit worried with the way this show's laid out and with the vision of it with Joss Whedon not being a part of it anymore, that yeah, does yeah, yeah. at least throw me a little bit for a loop where I'm very excited now to see where it goes, but uh, that kind of gives me pause a bit. Um, I do... I, I mean, I would imagine Jane Espenson's going to stick around, and I think, I think she fucking killed it on this script. I think it's... A, like, whether you disagree with the choices of how things are... Uh, laid out I think it's it's so well written either way like you you may not like that the way the world buildings played out or which kind of drops you into it but I still think it's just I don't know I think it's great and it, she's always proven to be a great writer so even if she's not the showrunner uh, as long as she's still involved as I start to get more familiar with some of the other writers like she's the thing I'm hanging on to as trust and plus the cast I mean the main cast on the show is amazing I yeah. think so they really sell it where a lot of this stuff could come off as goofy or silly, uh, but th they make it work. Yeah. And on uh, on Espenson, I don't think we said it on the podcast. We said it after the show. But like I was just dumbfounded that if Joss Whedon was leaving the show, why would she not be the person to take up the mantle if they want to continue doing it? Yeah. So I kind of theorized that either they didn't want her as the showrunner because she's so closely connected with Joss Whedon and they want to kind of do a bit of a crowbar separation there, even though it says directed by, created by, they can't get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so either they didn't want her to do it or she didn't want to do it. And neither one of those options seems great to me. Like, yeah. I, I agree. If she's still on the staff and they're still doing banger episodes, great, uh, in season two or whatever. But just with them bringing in some other head writer who hasn't worked on this show before, I'm like, mm, okay, I am not sure... Like, as long as it might work out fine, um, but I'm not sure if Jane, like, she should be the head writer, really, because she's very good and deeply integrated into what the show is trying to do. Um, so I'm like, well, 
if they're not going with that obvious choice, it either indicates that they're so willing to separate themselves from Joss Whedon that they're going to do something different with the show that is probably not a great idea to just change course. Yeah. Uh, or she didn't want to do it, which is also not a great sign because it's like uh, her going like, well, fuck it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, th- then she doesn't have faith in it anymore or doesn't want to work on it anymore, which isn't a great sign. But there's a lot of other great stuff about the show as well. Like you said, the cast and just the, I mean, generally speaking, just the production crew to bring it back to like the big water fight. Like that was yes. one of the most amazing bits of television uh, I've seen this year anyway. So uh, I, I, I have hopes, but yeah, no, definitely a caveat there. Yeah, I agree. But hopefully, I mean, we'll hear sooner rather than later um, where we're going to see, you know, second half of this season. Like, I feel like if we don't get it by the end of this year, I mean, that's that's a rough sign. Uh, Like if we have to wait like a year for it, it feels like if we Mm -hmm. if it comes back in the fall or something like that, that feels like a natural like legit. Hey, we just had to stop because of the pandemic and like retool and get things going. And here we are. But I guess it's yeah. just, we'll see. We'll see when it comes back. Yeah, I've concluded all my thoughts on this episode of The Nevers. But if you would like to share your thoughts, send them to shows what you know show at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us. That's at shows what you know, the letter you for you for the tweet. Um, and you can find uh, obviously loads of other shows in the meantime at shows what you know dot com um and also i would say again since we're wrapping this up we would appreciate any reviews on apple podcasts between now and episodes coming back we'll dive in and discuss future episodes uh we've set up a feed for it etc but it's been a little bit delayed should be out uh anyway and the show is called the never afters uh, this show that is because we discuss it after watching the nevers yes not too much too many layers not too much complexity um so yeah please leave a review there and on our other feeds that shows what you know.com i would argue better name than the official nevers podcast which have you seen the yeah. ad for that the touch based or something like that get out of here nice name yeah I designed the cover for the Never Afters, and then after that, I saw the official one, and I was like, "Shit, it's basically the same." <laughs> because the, I mean, to be fair, I just stole their artwork for the show and took the skyline and put it at the top and bottom. But then they have that on their actual podcast too, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit." Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, hey, ask me if I'm ever gonna st- not watch this show, dude. Yeah, with everything going on, with all the caveats and everything, are you ever going to stop watching this show? Nevers!